Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I would do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. Excuse me, but I will not be doing that on today. I just wanted to talk to y'all and um, just talk. That's really all I wanted to do. I was, and I have been, going over a few things um, in terms of what I've been going through. And just taking time out to seek the face of the Father and just really truly do soul searching. Just do a little soul searching and I think that it's quite wise to do soul searching anytime that you experience anything traumatic or even if you don't just to make sure that you're good with your soul that everything is good in your soul and with your soul and your life choices and all that all that occurs in your world and um I've been listening to a lot of a lot of inspirational messages TD Jakes and the other person, he's really been inspiring me and just keeping me motivated. Let me see. I'm going to try to see if I can find it real quick. I've been sharing his messages like nobody's business. Uh, see if I can find it. Hope, hopefully this will not. Stephen Furtick, that's who it is. And so I've been listening to his messages and. I think it's amazing how sometimes people will feel as if any time a trial or a tribulation comes to your front door, that is something that you did to make it manifest. Um, and listening to him, I was like, thank you, Lord, um, because he pretty much was just talking about how, you know, bad things do happen to good people. And for some reason, a lot of us have been programmed to believe that if any bad thing happens to a good person, it's something that the good person or the good people did for something bad to take place. Um, And that just might be the area of where they're at. That might just be where their minds are at, but that doesn't necessarily make it true. Nevertheless, what I have done is soul search because there's always a lesson in the storm if you take the time out to find out what that lesson truly is. And that's something that I've been trying to do diligently um, because I don't believe that I've done all of the work that I've done to heal only for me to take 50 steps back. I just don't believe that. (laughs) I don't believe that that's how that's supposed to work. Um, and so I've just really, truly, after processing my emotions, after processing everything that I've been through emotionally, psychologically, mentally, physically, the whole nine, um, just to kind of check in with self 
and ask myself questions because I, I tend to do that anyway. Um, there was a song a while back that um, the verses said, so you think very deeply. And then the person said, yes, I do. Well, a lot of times I can relate to that because I do. I think very deeply. So one of the things that um, in my prayer time and in my alone time with God that I wanted to be intentional with is what lesson or what lessons do I get out of this experience? And one of the things that came to mind is where am I hiding? And some of y'all will catch that later. But I was like, where am I hiding? So I talked to God because he was like, sometimes distractions come into your life so that you can't truly see the bigger picture. And so I was like, okay, let's say this was a distraction. What am I missing? And show me what I'm missing so that I don't miss the mark and I don't miss the lesson and all of this. And in the Bible, there is a chapter in Genesis where it talked about how Adam and Eve hid from God because they were naked and ashamed. And I wanted to be naked and unashamed before God. So I asked him, where am I hiding? Emotionally, where am I hiding? Where am I still not healed? Where is my child still not healed? What is going on? And some of the revelations that he gave me were mind-blowing. Because a lot of times, if we're not careful, we could end up being in a situation where we are putting circumstances before God, where we're not fully seeking his face, where we're not fully um, considering, and where we're not fully counting up the cost. And maybe this is the reason why it's, it's vital to pray without ceasing. Not saying that everything that you discover is going to be bad news whenever you talk to God, but it's, it's very wise to be aware. And so I took that time to do just that. I took that time to seek his face and ask him to show me, where am I hiding, Lord? What parts of my life are still unhealed? Um, show me, me. And that's not always easy for us to do, but it's something that I know that I have to do. Um, because I want to know how he views me. I want to know where I still need to heal. I want to know where my children still need to heal. I want to be able to have those conversations with them. I want to be able to understand why they do the things that they do. Um, and it's a lot like with God. I know he says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. And he says his ways are not our ways. But in a lot of incidents... I am often trying to figure out why things happen the way that they happen. 
why he allows things to happen the way that they happen. And I must be quite frank with you. There are many times when certain things do occur in my life that I do become angry with God. And I've had those conversations with God. I've been completely transparent, excuse me, completely transparent with him in regards to everything that has transpired over the past few weeks. And I've been, for the lack of better words, I've been kind of livid, but I'm grateful that he is a forgiving God um, and that he allows me to come to him as I am broken, um, hurt, whatever it is, however it is, angry, happy, sad, indifferent, hurt, you know, just all of those things. So I probably said hurt twice because it's really how I felt. But um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that he's allowed me to be my whole self authentically, unapologetically, as I work out my own soul salvation in him and through him. And so as I've had those moments with him and those conversations, I've come to realize that sometimes hiding is not necessarily how we view it because we have a tendency to just put our own spin on everything. Just (laughs) if you let us, we will. If you let us put our spin on it, we're going to do that. So let me just go ahead and let you know um, what hiding means Um, because there's a different perspective so there are 47 Bible verses about hiding and let's see who actually tried to hide from God again I had this vision And it says, the Bible's first mask, Adam and Eve, could no longer be real. They were guilty and felt ashamed, so they covered themselves and hid. So, Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. No better example of the scripture than the birth of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the glory of God to conceal the thing. Huh. So, According to Psalm 119, 114, it says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. And that's Psalm 119, 114. <coughs> Excuse me. It's okay to hide. In God, in his word, to be protected by him, to be naked and unashamed. It's okay to do that where it becomes unhealthy 
is whenever you are hiding your truth from God. Whether it be disappointment, whether it be sadness, whether it be being angry. Um, and sometimes you're not even aware. I know sometimes I'm not aware that I may be hiding things from him. Disappointments. Even in relationships, sometimes you can be in a relationship and you can become so comfortable with someone that you don't share where you feel indifferent or what makes you angry or and you just expect them to know. That's hiding. So. In order for there to be a breakthrough. We've got to be willing to communicate, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, with the people that we hold near and dear to our hearts. And so that is something that I have had to do is communicate more openly because I'm already I already communicate openly, but I had to take it to a whole nother level <laughs> in my communication. And um we experienced some breakthroughs because of my willingness to do so and pretty much everyone's willingness involved to do so. I'm not going to say it was easy because it's really never really truly easy when you start talking about the things that maybe you feel like people can't handle your truth or maybe you feel as if um, there's going to be a, a repercussion because you are being completely and wholeheartedly honest and transparent. I recall having a conversation with um, management and I was asked a question and I literally told management, I said, do you want me to be completely transparent? <laughs> because I could add, I could answer the question the corporate way. I could answer the question the professional way. Or I could be completely transparent with you and speak my entire truth. But if I speak my entire truth, are you going to be able to handle it from my perspective? And so what I am learning in this season, excuse me, is that whenever you are showing up as your authentic self, Whenever you are in a setting where you are being told that it is okay for you to be who you are unapologetically, that you still may run into situations where although you hear those words, there's a part of you that remains hidden because maybe you don't believe those words to be completely true. Maybe you believe that there's going to be a consequence to your truth, to your speaking your truth. And so you stay hidden in those areas, those areas of being unhealed, those areas of being upset, those areas of being or feeling indifferent, those areas of agreeing to disagree, but never truly saying why it is that you agree to disagree. Um, those areas of unbelief. You know, you can actually... Be in situations where you have an area of unbelief. Even the Bible talks about that. God help my unbelief. But you can literally have 
a situation or be in a situation where there's er there are areas in your life that you just truly don't believe. Let's say that you've been hurt time and time and time again in past relationships. And then you come across an individual who you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it becomes easy if you're not careful to attach to an unbelief thought system because you were already having an area of doubt in this area. It takes courage for you to confess. No, there's nothing that was said or done to cause me to not believe other than the choices that I've made in my past. That takes courage. No, you're not like X, Y, and Z. But it was easier for me to attach myself to the unbelief because of the choices that I've made in my past. So if we're not careful, we could end up sabotaging growth, our own personal growth, sabotaging a healthy experience, sabotaging everything because we opted whether consciously or unconsciously, to attach ourselves to unbelief and stay hidden. So what I've had to do is take time out to evaluate. What say you, soul, <laughs> about this entire situation? It manifested. Why did it manifest? And I'm a why person. I ask why a lot anyway. And so um, it was something that was brought to my, excuse me. It was something that was brought to my attention that I thought was an excellent practice. And um, a dear friend of mine, she was like, you know, I, I did this when I was in college. And she's like, maybe you want to try this. You get your journal um, and then you write down the word why. And you just keep on asking yourself the word why until the answer comes to pass. And that's actually how I discovered after seeking the face of God, after talking, after fasting, after praying, doing all of that, that there was something hidden within me and I didn't know what it was and that I was easily distracted over here. And most likely the reason why I was easily distracted over here is because if I could stay distracted, see, if you could stay distracted, then you will, you could potentially if you if you're not careful, miss the mark. So we always should have an area or an opportunity to be to learn. To learn something. To learn something. And so and to grow from whatever it is that we learn. And so. Uh, once I took my eyes off of the distraction. We're going to make a plural. The distractions. And began to truly be still and meditate and think about all that I've been through recently. Then I asked the question, what am I being distracted from? And I heard, you're hiding something. And so my next question was, why would I hide anything? Like, I really truly believe that I... Talk to God about everything. I don't hide anything. That's That was my belief, right? But the deeper that I went, it was like fear 
was playing a factor. And fear begets fear. Now, for those of you that have listened to my episodes, you have probably heard me say that fear is false evidence appearing real. So there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about the small foxes spoil the vine. Well, if you operate in fear and if fear is your determining factor, then a lot of times it's going to beget more fear. And then that's going to beget more fear. Before you know it, it's like a little bitty small fire that ends up igniting that entire forest. And now you got a forest fire. So I had to take time out to figure out where did the fear stem from. And in doing that, I discovered the fear of loss, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment. See, I've been doing the shadow work and I'm very much aware that that particular fear is one of the things that I have battled with my entire life. Fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of loss. And so I had to make up in my mind because I'm like, you keep manifesting in different ways. What am I afraid of losing this time? (laughs) And as time went on, we discovered my daughter was afraid of losing me and I was afraid of losing love that I had finally found after all this time again. And so I had to confess with my own mouth because I understand that God is a jealous God and I understand that God will not have any other gods before him that I cannot be afraid to lose any, anyone aside from him. And then I had to go through this process of repentance. I had to go through this process of acceptance. I had to go through this process of confessing and what I discovered was I have two choices. I can operate in fear or I can operate in faith. I made a conscious choice to go ahead and operate in faith going forward. And any time that I feel fear creeping in, I have to ask myself why? Because when you don't ask Excuse me, when you don't ask yourself why, that's when things become hidden. When you don't go, when you allow that, that feeling, excuse me, to remain housed within you without addressing it. Over time, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it turns into this huge monster. That's just my perception. You know, that's just my take on it. It could be somebody, somebody else may have a different take, but that's my take on it of how I feel like fear has impacted my own personal life. It may be a different testimony for somebody else, but this is my testimony right now. And so dealing with that, addressing it, trying to figure out why, and then putting something positive where that negative lies. So because I know That fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of loss is something that I've battled with for my entire life. This is where for me, someone else may have a different mantra. That's where I have to be able to say. Well, the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What can man do to you? 
So if I'm trusting and having faith that he's not going to leave me or forsake me, when that fear creeps up unaware, or let's say it creeps up because now I'm very much aware, then I can debunk or confront that emotion or that feeling of fear by replacing it with a faith statement in hopes that by my doing that, even if I have to keep repeating it until I believe it in my depths of my soul, if I'm replacing it with a faith statement, then eventually that's what I will believe. And now nothing is hidden because I've exposed that fear. And so sometimes when you're doing the shadow work, when you're working on yourself, this is where a journal comes in handy. This is where accountability partners come in. This is where speaking your truth and love comes in. This is where listening to things that are going to edify you, build you up. Because just because you're in a relationship with anyone, your child, your parent, your sibling, your spouse, does not mean that you are going to make a hundred every single day. We all miss the mark in some way, form or fashion on a given day. And so I was having a conversation as I was obtaining knowledge and trying to get a better understanding of what it was I was going through and why it was I was going through. And I had um, a loved one tell me that even she had gone through a season where she was under the impression that everything was good in her world. And it wasn't until she stopped for a moment and she was like, God revealed to her that she had some unfinished business in a certain area of her life. And she was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Not until he revealed to her that she wasn't in that particular area. So as I have been doing this soul searching, I've started to realize that, oh, you still got a lot of shadow work to do. You're still unhealed in this particular arena. And just because I'm going to give you all a perfect example, excuse me, just because you now have a positive experience to counteract the negative experiences doesn't mean that the work stops. In fact, the work gets more intense and the work can become a little bit harder because haven't y'all heard anything worth having is worth fighting for. So even in the addressing the distraction, I had to redefine because sometimes you have to reaffirm when people feel like they're going to lose you. That's still fear based. So sometimes you have to have those conversations and be like, "Okay, I know the dynamic of our relationship has changed, but like I'm going to give you an example, talking to your child. Just because we're adding someone to the equation of our lives does not mean that you lose me. Does not mean that I love you less. No one can replace you. Like you have to be willing to have those conversations. And a lot of times we make those assumptions that people just know. And that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to us because people don't always know. We all have our internal battles. We all have the things that we're dealing with, whether we talk about them or we don't. People don't always know. So that's why it is good to get into a habit of communicating. That's why it is good to get into a habit of of talking about those things that maybe not maybe they may not be as common to discuss, but they are necessary and very relevant for your growth.
That's just my personal opinion. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will tell me if I am. But um, but yeah, that's truly, truly one of my takeaways. And I'm still learning about myself. On here, we are raw, real and wise. And just because I operate in realness and just because I do my best to be wise and operate in wisdom, it does not mean that I have arrived. Let me say that one more time. Just because I do my best to show up and be real, and just because I try my best to use wisdom and be wise, that does not mean that I have arrived. I still have so much work to do. I haven't graduated in no way, form, or fashion in this thing called life. Truth be told, if I graduate, (laughs) I might be on the other side. So, I haven't graduated. But even in my knowing, I do my very best to gain an understanding of self. Again, your journey may be different. Everybody's testimony is not the same. It's just not. Everybody's revelation about themselves is not going to be identical. We've got to learn how to be okay with that. It's just like the scripture. You, We can all read the exact same Bible verse at the exact same time. But depending on what we've been through individually, we're going to pull something different from that same exact scripture. It doesn't make what you pulled from it better or greater than what I pulled from it in that season of my life. As long as we're able to grow from it, that's what matters. As long as we're able to have a a deeper relationship with our creator because of it, that's what matters. How we got there, that's between us and God. And it's great to be able to have other people's opinions and help us because even the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But at the end of the day, when you are learning yourself and when you are discovering who you are, and we're, you're really, truly, truly trying to mend fin, um, fences and also heal from brokenness and brokenheartedness. The journey may be different for you than it is for anyone else. It may take longer for some. It may be shorter for others. Maybe that's why it's not wise to judge people. Because just because... They're going through a certain season and maybe you're unfamiliar with that season because you've never been forced or faced to have to face anything similar. It still doesn't give us room to judge other people. Maybe they don't handle it the same way that you do or you or you believe you would because, you know, we all like to be so self-righteous when it comes to I would do it like this and I would. That's great. But what if it never comes to your door? You really don't know how you would handle things. And I'm just grateful that I have the type of support system that I have that they allow me to be, <coughs> excuse me, completely transparent at any given moment. Whether I am angry, whether I am crying, whether I am upset, <laughs> whether I am happy, whether I am sad, whether I am glowing from the inside out, 
whatever emotion, whatever feeling, whatever it is I'm going through, I'm just grateful that I have the type of support system that allows me to process my pain. Yeah, you heard it right. I'm very grateful that I have the type of support system that gives me the opportunity, that gives me the space I need to process my pain. Because we all need that. We all need to be able to feel safe when we are processing our pain. And we also need to feel like we can be completely transparent to the people that are encamped around us who say that they love us and will allow us to process our pain. Because one thing I've recognized is that there's certain people that I don't want to process my pain with. (laughs) I'm just being 100% honest. There's certain people that I'm like, no, because in my process of my pain with you, by the time I get done, I may feel even more in pain. I'm good. I'm going to keep my distance concerning this and concerning you. I'm going to heal first. And then maybe we could discuss what my process was like. But I've learned that too over time. You can't process your pain with everybody. You just can't. And it's okay. Choose wisely. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I'm not going to read a letter to my future hubby on today. And I apologize in advance to those of you that really look forward to my letters to my future hubby. But um, yeah, this right here was enough for me. (laughs) So um, I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.